watching someone's star rise right in front of you is an incredible thing. It's quite humbling, actually. You want to be a part of that story as you watch it. And that's what we did with this guest, Helen Herimbi, a writer and a broadcaster, but also a very intriguing mind. You can tell from the way she thinks. You can tell from the way she speaks. You can tell from the perspectives and views that she holds that she's no ordinary person. I like how she writes about entertainment and music and how she also presents entertainment and music. We found out more about Helen in this week's episode. Okay. Round of applause and avalanche someone, of clapping. I said to someone yesterday, uh, what is industry rule number 4080? 4, and they said, um, yeah. I think if you don't have money, just don't wow. go to the club. You, you, you oh. purists, you hip-hop purists. <laughs> I think if you know hip-hop music. Hip-hop snobbery. That's no, what not, this is. No, no it's not even snobbery. And, and like I was doing it for a video, so now I feel like, should I keep it because it's a hip-hop person or should I not keep it? Mm. So if I do decide to keep it, you guys can't like put this part into the video. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Record company rule number 4080, if you're listening and you don't know, record company people are shady. It's a tribe called Quest, a line that uh, I think Q-Tip and M coined a while ago. Mm -hmm. Industry rule number 4080 is actually mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. um, but trust you to know this. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, you're my favorite music journalist out here in the world. <laughs> and I don't say that lightly. I've known a lot over the years. Is there a prize for this? No, you Damn get nothing. It. And for that, you, you get a whole bunch of applause. You didn't even give me like a little mug or something. Did you not hear his applause when you came in? Yeah, I did the clap. I can do it again. <laughs> I mean, even all I need is one like clap. That. <laughs> I would love a. Okay, fine, I'll take, the, no, I won't take the clap. Nobody wants the clap. No, not that kind of but clap. But I will take the applause, thank you. Helen, welcome to Key Africans Unlocked, man. Thank you, thank you for inviting me. No, it's a pleasure, man. I, I mean, it wasn't, it was a no-brainer, like I said. I, I've really respected you over the years. You've done some incredible stuff in the space. Personal friend, obviously, so that's... Hey now! That means a lot, that means that, that we don't take that lightly, you know? Um, so it's good to have you here and good to pick your brain about a few things, you know? Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I believe I'm the first woman here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who told, who told, who told Women's you lives matter. So I know, I didn't I'm, tell you that. I'm like honored and stuff, Women. I guess. So you did your research. Typical sure, music I'll, journalist. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> Women's lives matter. For sure. Can I tell you what we don't do here? What? We don't go there. Okay, let's not. If you want to go there, you can go there. No, no, no. Let's, um, let's go where I just, you go. Yeah, I just, I just feel like, you know, one of the things that, uh, I mean, yeah, you are our first woman here and it matters. But I, I want to see, I want us to go into more than that. Mm. You know, I want us oh. to not be about the woman stuff because you're not my favorite music journalist because you're a woman. You Thank know what goodness. I mean? Yeah, you're my favorite mm. music journalist because you're dope. Mm. Dopeness is all that matters. Um, do you see yourself as a music journalist? Be honest. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what my Twitter bio says. So okay, it must nice. be true. <laughs> I just I know you do a bunch of other things. Um, no, everything pretty much stems from me being a music journalist. Mm -hmm. So that is the core, I think. So my my thing is, do you have like um I'm trying to figure out how to call it like a personal editorial campus? Like, what do you have um an angle that your your entire um, journalism kind of revolves around? Do you want to expose people to a specific type of music, or what's 
what's what grounds you? What's your what's hey, people don't like that word, hey? Expose. <laughs> <laughs> Expose. Oh, yeah, okay. Replace, <laughs> insert whichever word. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a job interview right now. I feel no, like I have to think about no, this. No, it's nothing what you to feel like. <laughs> okay, I feel like, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me think about what you're asking me. Um, if there's a particular agenda I have. Let me put it, it this way. Okay, let me give you a different spin on it. When I was on radio, um, say 20 years ago, I'm showing my age. <laughs> but when I joined Radio Phoenix, my first thing at the time, there was a whole movement of uh, Zambian musicians at the time who were trying to get a break. Yeah. with a sound that was not known as much. And so my whole thing, I was on radio playing, you know, Seal and whatever else, but uh, bubbling under was this desire to kind of showcase um, a sound that people didn't know about, mm. to be that guy who, who mm. kind of uh, brings that to the fore and lets people know that, you know, there's this stuff as well. Mm. And and so that's for maybe two, three years, that's what I was all about, you know. Yeah. And so that, you know, in a, in a sense, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, yeah, I think for me, the most important thing is to give South African musicians a chance to talk about their artistry. So it can be like mainstream artists, uh, young people bubbling under, oh. as you say, and all of that. But my point is like, let's not just ask them, so what's coming up next? Yeah. Mm. What is this album about? Listen to the album, you know, mm -hmm. and then you'll have proper questions. Because I think too often we're like lauding American um, radio people like, oh, wow, that was an in-depth. Yeah, you can do that too mm -hmm. with your own artists. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't constantly have to be like, who's getting divorced? Who is banging who? Yeah, we don't care unless it's in the music. Then I can ask you about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But my, my focus is to allow or to promote South African musicians telling their own stories. Brilliant. Do you feel like there's a... Um like a lack in that respect with your fellow music journals that people don't want to listen to the music. They just want to write about it. People don't want to get in depth with an artist. They just want to interview them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, it's like the fact that this person actually makes music is an afterthought. You know, I remember those, I think it was a tweet that you once sent or some post that you made on your blog or something where you said, yeah, I actually do listen to the music you send me to review. Yeah. I actually do pay attention to the stuff you invite me to, to talk about. It's yeah. not like I'm not going to listen to the music and just churn out a review. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you sometimes feel like you're a lone voice or that your kind are dwindling in the space you're in? I think that our media space is in a tricky position um, because... A lot of people, I mean, we have a lot of online spaces, mm -hmm. but really, if you want to get a salary and all of that stuff, you have to work in an established space, right? And those established spaces are spaces like newspapers, magazines, TV or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And even in those spaces, there isn't enough um, encouragement to specialize anymore, uh -huh. So like when I was starting out like 10 years ago, you had a music journalist, a film journalist, uh, an arts or like uh -huh. theater or dance uh -huh. journalist, people who were dedicated to that. Uh -huh. And over the years, it's become you have to be a music journalist and write about film and, and also and, 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 yeah. right? And that puts a lot on your plate. And it also means that people who don't have a genuine interest in something are tasked with writing about it. Uh -huh. Just because you know you're I mean? a good writer or just because you're there? 
because you're hired. Mm. If you're an entertainment reporter, they might ask you, I mean, I'm not saying where I work, but I'm saying... Of course not. Of course not. We're not talking about where you work. Um, they might ask you to um, write about Shane Eagle's new album and also about the Bala's divorce. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. there isn't a lot of specializing anymore, but there are quite a few music journalists who are amazing, like, amazing. Like, Lindo Gushe is amazing. Teriso is amazing. Uh, Mercia is amazing. There's a whole bunch of people that you should be reading, but you're not because, because yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is unfortunate, <laughs> but it, it kind of sounds like that age-old conversation about you know substance versus I don't know popularity or or content versus pizzazz or whatever. You know, um, I just feel like you know when when you have built a platform where people trust your word about stuff. You should take it seriously when you give that word. Seriously enough to do mm. research. Seriously enough to actually know what you're talking about, the substance of what you're speaking of. Yeah. But then I guess journalism across the board kind of suffers from that. Where are you really about what you say you are about? Do you do what you say you do on the tin? Or are you just someone who looks good on screen? You know, Or are you just somebody who happens to have a great surname? Because, I mean, I feel like sometimes in all spaces, people get into that space based on other things that have nothing to do with the job, mm. you know, especially in the music and creative space. You know, that's how Clive Davis got into the record business. By what? He didn't mean to be a record man. He was a lawyer. Have yeah, you guys entertainment seen lawyer. I read his book, yeah. No, I didn't. He wasn't even an entertainment lawyer. He was just a lawyer, period. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the beginning, yeah. yeah. You need to watch um, his documentary. It's an Apple Music thing. So Larry on, Jackson has been working. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I'll be interested in the, the latter part. Of, <laughs> mm. No, it wasn't a question. It was just an observation. But yeah. let's bring it back. Let's bring it back all the way back to you. So you talked about 10 years ago you started this thing. Yes. Did you set out to become this guy? No. So hell no. 10 years ago. And, and, and I want you to bring me into your first interview, if you remember what it was. So let's start with how you came in. I, I wish I'd had a plan to come in to this thing like this before, then I'd be so rich right now. <laughs> but um, so when I was in standard two, right, which is grade four, um, I'm not aging myself. I'm still the youngest person in the room. Um, so when I was in standard two, um, by then I'd already known that I wanted to do stuff with words all my life because I started reading before I could go to school, like I'd go to my grand's office. So she was a principal, a uh, primary school principal. And they didn't even have a library, like literally in her office, they had like a little cabinet with a bunch of books. And there used to be this book in there. I don't even remember what it was called, but basically it was about this girl who was really, really hungry. It was a white girl, strangely, but really, really hungry. And she went into the forest and then she found this pot and then she'd say, cook, little pot, cook. And then it would make oh, porridge. Oh, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then you'd have to say, stop, little pot, stop. For it to stop cooking. Yes. But then her mom didn't know that. And then there was porridge all over yeah. the street. Okay. Remember that book? Yeah, I remember the book. Yeah. I don't remember that book. <laughs> it was flooding with porridge. But, yeah. yeah, I remember the book. Yeah, yeah. So weird. Wait, is it an authentic African story or is it one no, of those? No, it's not an African story. Really, it's like Rapunzel and like... It's, it's, and like it's one of those, yeah. It's probably one of those... How come I don't know a white girl? Yeah, Hans Christian Anderson. I was trying to remember the name. It's probably one of those, those really? books, yeah. Huh, I don't know how yeah. I missed that one. But go ahead. So I'd figured out that I wanted to do something with words and I didn't necessarily want to be an author until like really late in my life. But in Senate 2, I decided I was going to be a copywriter. Remember, there used to be those 
career books that you'd like look through mm-hmm. the different um, vocations and stuff. And so in advertising, there was copyright. And I was like, well, that's what I'm going to do. So I held on to that dream like till forever, you know, I was going to be a copywriter. And um, then my dad kept being like, okay, cool, you know, copyright, fine, whatever. He took me to the triple A um, <laughs> ah. open day, whatever. Yeah, you know. A alumni. Yeah, you no, too? not yeah, alumni. Yeah, I, I, I was, that's how I'm not referring to me. <laughs> he took <laughs> me to the, to the open day and I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to come to the school. It was amazing. I was there with all my friends. They didn't know what they wanted to do with yeah. their lives. And then like it came time to apply and my dad was like, are they even an accredited school? Oh, I bet you want to revoke your triple A. Let's see where the story goes. And I showed him all the research I'd done. And he was like, yeah, sorry, we can't afford that. So then I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And I was kind of like over my dad and stuff. And then he went. Sorry. We can't afford it as we can't afford it. Or I do not approve of triple A. Can't afford no, it. No, as in like, I do not have the coin to. Oh, okay. So he wasn't like trying to encourage you to have other dreams. He wasn't using that as the angle to... Okay, okay. I think my dad was just happy I wanted to study something. Something, (laughs) You know? And so I was like sulking for a few months and then he applied to Tux for journalism school for me. So Mm. I literally got an acceptance letter and I was like, I did not apply to this. And he was like, yeah, but you want to do stuff with words. So there. And so I went to Tux for a year. You were dead. Oh. Um, and the first interview, so we, we, we're going to find out, like... Yeah, yeah, okay. So, sorry, my story is very long-winded, so you'll have to edit how you... It's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> we don't worry about things like but, edit. So, tax didn't quite work out for me. And um, so what I did was, just before the first holiday break, right, I knew I was... I didn't want to be a journalist. I, I was there because my dad wanted me to be there. But I went to my journalism lecturer that I really hated because... Every week he'd make us do like these pop quizzes about uh, news and whatever. And I was like, I don't care. Ask me what's in there tonight. I will tell you, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I said to him, um, I'd like to do some uh, proper training with some of these places. Um, can you get me into Mail and Guardian for the holidays? Mm-hmm. And he was like, Mail and Guardian? Yeah, whatever. And I was like, okay, but I read Friday all the time, like. Can I get into the Mail and Guardian? And he was like, no, but maybe you can try and email Sowetan. Wow. So then I was like, okay, cool. Didn't really want to go to Sowetan. My only other paper that I used to read was like The Star because my dad would read it. And I would never read like the front page or whatever. Yeah, straight to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So then I emailed the Tonight section and I was like, I'm in, I'm in first year, I'm really interested in the arts. Can I come and shadow someone for the holidays? Mm. They were like, yeah, cool, come through. And then I went for the holidays, went for the next holidays, went for the next holidays. The next year, I couldn't afford school. So they said, cool, come work here as so, our junior. That's so wow. awesome. And it's no shade to the Sowetan, by the way. I think mm. the Sowetan is a dope platform that does its yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. But for somebody to tell you, I don't want you to go there. I want you to go there, rather. Yeah. It's like, what's that? It's, it's not your choice. Do you know what I mean? You don't get to decide that for me. But he was already deciding. He was telling me where I fit in, where my place is. His hand was strong on problem. your career at the beginning, seems. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was just like, guys! Mm, <laughs> <laughs> your first interview ever, do you even remember what that was or who that was? 
I don't remember my first interview ever. Mm. I remember my first non-interview, like as in it wasn't my interview. So um, the music journalist where I started, incredible, incredible woman, Mm -hmm. uh, Therese Owen, she would just like do everything gonzo style. Like she's the epitome of gonzo journalism. And so like she'd always get these CDs and I'd be like, oh, can I listen to this? Can I listen to that? She'd be like, cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. And she'd just give me stuff. So I I was keeping up with what's happening, but she'd never give me stories. And then one day Don Laka came to the um, office and she'd forgotten that he was there (laughs) to be interviewed. And she was like, so you're interviewing Don Laka today. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, Okay. And she was like, but you've heard the album, right? And I was like, yeah, but I wasn't like making notes. And... <laughs> but you had heard the album? Yes. Okay, okay, that's dope. But I, I couldn't be like, no, I'm not going to do the interview. Yeah. So then I walked into that Plus, room. it's Don Laka, ladies and gentlemen. And Don Laka was really upset that it was me and not her. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think that was my first memorable Interview, non-interview. So no. you, you don't, you haven't specifically given us the, the the first person you interviewed, but do you remember kind of the era, like what what kind of who who were the happening musicians? What kind of vibe was it when you started ten years ago? Yeah, I mean, at the time, the things that I was interested in, I guess, just because of the background that I come from, you know, the O one six, the best <gasps> fucking place. For rap, the O one six for those country. of you who are the, the very, the very sort of opposite end of the continent yeah. and the globe, is no, it's not. It's it's the Val. I'm bad. Yes. Okay. It's the Val. It's called. The, it's it's short for Transvaal Triangle. Why, why are the you Val putting on an accent? Movement. Why are you putting on an accent? What is wrong with you? That's not even why the you accent. Just put the R's swan, in there. Swan. Haki haki waliba tu vase val swan swan sap. I know so many people please. from the Val, my G. I feel like I'm an honorary Val Triangle, Val River swimmer. I think all like hip hop people from your era, yeah. you know, yeah, when yeah. you. Back in the day, yeah, back in the day, yeah. Yeah, our honorary Val people. I agree. Like, we I think we so. are the most authentic South African hip hop people. I think in so. The well, well, you know, I'm sure people in the mother city will. Beg to differ, but yeah, I do okay. think that there's a there's a there's a little seed that was sown in the Val that grew into this wonderful yes. scene that we're seeing today. Okay, but yeah, she's talking about the 016, the Val. Yeah. yeah. So um, at the time, it was a lot of hip hop, um, and I remember <laughs> one of my first big covers was Josie. Oh yeah. So yeah. that was around when they were trying to bring crunk. To yeah, South Africa. Yeah. So that's Deleuze's smile. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> My spirit animal. Um, yeah, but it was a lot of crunk. It was a lot of outrageous record stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what the mainstream was. It I was guess that, that Motherland was, Crunk was yeah. the thing. Yeah, but I'm like I'm trying to think what like was happening in Kwaito. What else was happening? Uh, well, Kwaito movement in the Motherland Crunk days. What else was popping in them days? Like Zola um, was, was... Wasn't that when like Malaika and all those groups were kind of... I think it might have been just no, before was, Malaika, if I'm not was, mistaken. Yeah, so pre-Bongo Muffin era, and it wasn't pre-Bongo Muffin era. Uh, post. Post-Bongo Muffin era. Uh, Tandis Omazoi era. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. I think she just, Gallo, yeah. I, I think she just did that documentary up, when she went up to the Eastern Cape and got in touch with the roots. I think that was around... Before Zabalaza. I haven't before, seen that. That's yeah. why she went, I think. Yeah, yeah, to 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 yeah. yeah, to do yeah, like some groundwork for 
that album. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful time in music. That yeah, I think some of those albums that came out in that time went on to literally shape not just the sound of South Africa today, but the consciousness of what South African music is today. Yeah, you know. So like I say, you had your your Tandiswas and you had your Motherland Crunks. All these things for me kind of were they were seminal in what they represented mm. in the sound of South African urban music. You know. But also just in the in the sense of like beginning a rock starness, you know what I mean? I mean, mm. I don't know about Tandiswa. I love Tandiswa, but I don't know about her. That's the biggest rock star on the planet. No, I mean, I don't know enough about her behind the scenes when she was creating Zabalaza. Oh, I see. To yeah. be like, oh, yeah, she was really living that rock star. True. But do you know that when they were doing Motherland Crunk, they were actually like tricked into making it. Oh. So Lance kept saying to the guys, we got to make this album, we got to make this album. These boys were not listening. I mean, Crazy Lou was like a child star Crazy and stuff. Crazy I forgot. I forgot <laughs> you know Crazy Lou. Like, yeah. So he had wow. no time to listen to a grown-up. And then Lance told them, oh, we, we just have to go somewhere to do something quickly. We'll be back. Yeah. And they ended up in some remote, I think, part of Pretoria or something. I can't remember. I could be wrong. Elias, my bad. But, um, so he took them to this remote place where there was no network. They couldn't like chat to their friends or whatever. And he was like, you're creating the album. Goodbye. Wow. And that See you guys was kind in a month. Of, yeah. And that was how they had to create Motherland Crunk. And then what came out of that was like, who was sampling Vustlimba? Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And especially for like a rap thing and like a very... Um, pop rap mm. thing as well. Like it wasn't like they were saying, "Oh yeah, let's put our fists in the air, let's no. take yeah, up arms." Yeah. No, Mm-mm. they're like, "What's with the attitude?" They're just having fun. <laughs> and know? I think that's one of the challenges today is people are trying to figure out how best to kind of create. It's almost like a merge of the two worlds where you have what's popping and hot right now in terms of like the sound of hip hop and what is authentic and true school African music, but as it represents the psychology and the psyche and mentality of youth today mm-hmm. in the subject matter and the content and the approach. And I think that Motherland Crunk, for me, is one of the albums that did that best so far. I don't think anything touches it yet. Yeah, yeah. It's either you're all the way trap and US and Western, or which you is, go... Which is what's... We we hear mostly right, at the moment. Yeah. or then you go all the way either Afro BT mm. or very sort of like ethnic with ethnocentric yeah. sounds. You know, you're right. The thing was, it sounded effortless. It wasn't like mm. you know, yeah, somebody you know went into a lab and put all these sounds together. It yeah. just sounded right. And even man. even in between all of that, what's with the attitude and like wait till you see my mm-hmm. can we swear on the show? Like, yeah, it's oh. a podcast. Oh. oh, okay, yeah, and all of that stuff. They were still talking about like the hardships that they'd had. And you wouldn't think someone like Deleuze has had hardships, but he talks about the things that he's gone through. Ishmael mm. talks about having to flip burgers and pump gas and, yeah. you know, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But they they made it in such a way that if you got past, oh, they're making crunk, uh-huh. you could actually get something more meaningful from that album. But That's anyway, deep, this is yeah. not a plug for <laughs> Motherland. <laughs> no, but, but it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I was just going to, because you were talking about them being in a remote part for about five years of my life, four and a half, I suppose, I was at a boarding school in Zambia. Mm-hmm. And during that time, obviously I wanted to get a feel of what was happening in the city, but you know, you're isolated because of the fact that you're at boarding school. Mm-hmm. And it was the newspapers, the, the, the entertainment columns that you, you combed through to mm-hmm. kind of get a vibe as to what was happening in the city. So um, yeah, respect to, to you guys and what you do. Yeah, because yeah, you, you, you get real like a window into, yeah. <laughs> mm. 
Mm. Fun days. Yeah, pre 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 internet blogging and pre- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Internet blogging is great. I know, but let's let's get into that. I mean, the transition between that era and today. Obviously, there's certain things that jump out at you as to how vastly different it is. Mm-hmm. What are those things that jump out at you? Time. What is that time? <laughs> what do you mean time? Jeez. Let's just clarify. I'll give you an example. Mm. We went to the uh, major laser particular video launch. Mm-hmm. Two days, three days. What's well, today? Three Monday. days ago. I saw people, Last week. Yeah. Okay. Last week, right? Good. So in the newspaper world, you have deadlines, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for me to make this Wednesday's deadline, mm-hmm. I mean, this Wednesday's publication, I'd have to hand in by this Monday, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we can't go. Into the paper. Oh. Is Kirpani had their stuff like on the Thursday or Friday or something, like a day or something later, and they were like showing you video. This is what happened. And I'm just like, uh, yeah. What is there to say now? A week Just later. Wait till Wednesday. <laughs> wait. Do not whatever you do. Look at. I have something else for you. It's yeah. the same thing, but. So that's that's kind of made things a bit tricky in the sense that we're also on the internet. You know, I could mm-hmm. put up the story that day, mm-hmm. but I guess because of how we work and also just my own, not old schoolness because I'm not that old. No, you're not. Oh. Just because you've been in the game 10 years. Yeah. A decade. 10 years ago. <laughs> but I still feel like, you know, when you're reading something in a mm. newspaper, mm. like, there's a, there's a thing, man. Yeah, that's because yeah. yeah. you're old school. Listen, <laughs> there isn't a thing. People want content. And I know yes. I, I had this conversation with people who write books as well and who love reading books. The difference between like flipping through the pages with your fingers. Oh no, I'm not there. Versus, no, no. Yeah, you bought a Kindle and everything, right? Yeah. Mm. I got a Kindle for my birthday. Or was it Christmas? I yeah. got gifted a Kindle. Cool. And my life completely changed. Like I don't understand why we must hold books. But yet life. you want to hold a newspaper? Yeah. I guess it's because I'm in the newspaper. True. Very true. Business. That's that's exactly it. So where does your blog fit into doesn't. <laughs> that was quick. Next question. Um, I only really blog about um about things that I, I think will help other people get closer to being themselves just because the thing happened to me, you know. Mm. But in terms of like what I put on the blog, it's essentially what I'm writing anyway, and you might have missed it in the newspaper. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so you like a different angle or, or exactly no, the same. It's, yeah. I'm dope. Yeah. I change that. <laughs> <laughs> stay dope on the paper, stay dope. So you you're not you're not using the blog to express things that you would not necessarily express with on, the in the paper. No, I have friends. I can tell them that stuff. Oh really? <laughs> no. Okay. That's no, interesting. Really okay, lazy. of course then the blog is yours versus the newspaper that's kind of someone else's platform. Yeah. Same opinion, same thoughts, same vibe. Just this is my stuff that I will forever own versus the stuff I do for these people that they own. Yeah. But I think just a a bit of a distinction, I suppose, like a lot of people get employed to churn out words, right? Mm-hmm. But we've been really lucky, like people in our company, some of us have been really lucky in the sense that your voice is what's valued. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm writing on the blog or in the paper, it's me. Yeah. Mm. It's not I'm giving you a report of what I, I'm not sitting in court. Like, and then the witness said, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's another thing that 
sometimes we miss in this transition of like the digital age where everyone is just not everyone but some people just want to give you the picture of what happened mm-hmm. or like the video of what happened but they're not adding their own voice to it right i agree with that man mm. i agree with that and you know that's kind of what i love about like news broadcasters especially like from the us cuz i consume a lot of like us based news broadcast type news mm. And you get a real clear sense of what their agenda is as a broadcaster, what the perspective is as the presenter or the host of that particular show. So you know that, okay, if you're watching this news channel and this guy on this particular show, he's going to say things like this because that's who he is. And if he was to move from this channel to the next, he's going to take those opinions with him and probably his audience. Whereas a lot of people here, you kind of have a sense that the people on the station or the people at the magazine or on the broadcaster, they just kind of reading off a prompter and it could be mm-hmm. anyone reading that mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's almost yeah. like it's just a face to someone else's scripts and ideas yeah i think that's what they call the tone of the publication right mm-hmm. you have to fit into the tone but i mean fortunately for us um we were always encouraged to have your own voice and to disagree with things and you know what i mean it wasn't the age of advertorials mm. so <laughs> you can say what you want mm. you don't have to like something Dope. Um, so, so I wanted I to also check with you. Um, initially, you, in the beginning, you talked about your focus being South African music, like, mm. but you also cast your eye on what's happening in the rest of the continent musically and stuff. And do you bring that also? No, I just listen to Niger music. That's all. Oh, <laughs> all well, that's honest. Of the continent. I'm sorry, I don't know anything about you. <laughs> no, I think no, that is dope. I, I think that level of honesty is real. Because I'll tell you what, Chilu. No, okay, okay. You tell me that I'll, I'll try and I'll try. No, you go in. Yeah. But that honesty for me is dope because a lot of people think they're talking about African music when they're actually just talking about either South savage. African music or Nigerian music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, African music. Like, no, 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 no. That's at best West African music. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, the reason I'm asking is, didn't you do something on Angelique Kijo? Benin, yes. Yeah, so now you're at least on that but, but, South African Niger Benin, the three. But, but Angelique Kijo is like the fairy godmother of the continent. Yeah, you know I suppose, what I mean? Like yeah. she's, yeah. she's not, So she's an exception. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. from Benin. Yeah. You guys can have her, but she's really <laughs> ours. You know what I mean? And she, She's the real Mama Africa. Yeah. Oh, no, I let mean, me well, say that. Well, maybe, not, maybe not get into well. trouble. <laughs> Let's relax. Current. She's actually relax. putting out an album um, of covers of uh, Miriam Makeva. Oh, wow. Um, who else? I think two other women. Oh. And she's doing a Talking Heads album. Nice. I think she's just in a space where she's like... She just recently did a thing with Simpia Donna, didn't she? That was Asha. Oh. And uh, some other lady whose name I'm forgetting. But from the continent. Pardon? A continental icon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Could be anyone. All right. We'll Google. <laughs> <laughs> I love that my own voice thing. Let's talk about your voice for a little bit. Yeah. So but can I just get... clarify? Like... Mm-hmm. My focus is South African music, right? Mm-hmm. Every day people are releasing stuff. I can barely keep up with South African music. So mm-hmm. by the time I have listened to things that I have to listen to for work and things that I actually want to listen to, I don't have time to like go and scour like what's happening mm-hmm. in Somalia. Mm-hmm. You know, it has That's to like honest, yeah. come to me on the feed, on the timeline right. or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and then like I'll pay attention. Oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. There's that. So... I'm very interested in hearing other things from the continent. But if the um, mission is going to be 
to try and give South Africans a fair chance, then I don't have a lot of time to like. Makes sense, yeah. That's fair. Anyone that's fair. but Wizkid and Tiwa in my life. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> that, no, that's fair enough. Wizkid and Tiwa, you know. Enough, yeah. fair. Those fair. are enough. Uh, your voice. So we go from writing to your speaking. You obviously have a beautiful speaking voice. We have three voice artists. Yeah, so I would know what a beautiful speaking voice is. I have one all my life. It's been a long life to get to terms with a beautiful speaking voice. (laughs) Um, Congratulations uh, uh, for the Standard Bank voice thing. Why you got to do that? Because it's a big deal. Please, can we edit that out? Do we know know about the the big dealness of this voice? Can we please edit that out? Because they not paid me enough to be like (laughs) the voice of... No. We're going to keep that and this right there. And we're going to send it directly to the Standard Bank inbox. (laughs) Pay her more than enough. I mean, Absa might want to cut a check. Now you're like... They must cut the check. They must all cut the check. No exclusivity up in here. That's all out. So anyway, coming back from the start of this voiceness, because that part no longer exists, yes? No. That's what you think. No, that's not... Can I tell you, I don't know about his story. This is how it works with voice stuff. You start Mm -hmm. by doing something, and then it just ends up... Morphs into something else, yeah. Right. So congratulations for that. Thank you. You know, Uh, as far as you personally as somebody who isn't necessarily a voice, but a writer getting into voice, which we'll expand on again, how did that feel for you? Scary. Why? Because I, I never liked my voice, ever. Wait, can I ask you something before? <laughs> no no one likes their own voice the first time they hear it. Because Lies. What, I'm what sure you, you think guys are like... No, seriously. Huh. What I you think you're... <laughs> when I you came know? out, my mom's, I was like, before the first crowd, I was like... Mm. <laughs> 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 Lion King. I was like, it's on. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Those are actual real words. It's your Zambian ass. You guys are the worst. Eric, continue. You never so, yeah. liked your voice. No, I didn't. And that's a huge um, reason why I never thought I could do radio. Because I always wanted to do radio, but mm. like, I always thought I sounded like crap. Um, and then my sister works in advertising. So um, I don't even remember how we got to this point to discussing this. And then I was like, well, why don't you just start your own company and I'll be your voice? And she was like, oh, okay, cool. And then she said, hey, do you want to come and try out for this voice thing? I was like, sure, why not? And then I went and they liked it. I love and that ad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, what's your next thing? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. It's it's been playing a lot, but I also wanted to find out because you you're also in touch HD, isn't it? Yes. So that's also a new thing, like uh, yeah. That's you coming to terms with your voice and how it sounds, getting the cosine of Tebow touch. I don't know if that's coming to terms with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't like my voice, but what is the alternative to, to not get South African musicians talking on uh. the radio, like? That's really it. Like, are you going to talk to these people and stop complaining that people aren't asking them the right questions? Mm. Or are you going to worry about your voice? Yeah. Yeah, that's a no-brainer choice. Well, whether you like it or not uh, is kind of irrelevant because people do like it and will put money, you know. And I think that's the ultimate cosign. Yeah. When someone is willing to put their brand behind your voice. Yeah. And they are a brand. Exactly. Then I think you can safely say your voice is dope. Well, I hope to do more voices just because like I I enjoy I don't know like embodying something else Mm -hmm. you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and it's a nice check 
So, <laughs> you know. Can I tell you, what, the first, when, when I, when I uh, did my first few, I can't remember if it was the first one that I ever did in South Africa. Mm. And I was amped to see it on TV because at the time I was a waiter. So I was at uh, college at AAA. Yeah. During the day, I was Lucky a waiter you. at the Spur at night. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm at the Spur and then the TV's on and here comes this ad and I'm thinking, there it is, there it is, because I can see the everything as it was in the studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for my voice to come in at the end. And then the voice comes in and it's somebody else's. like, oh, <laughs> dejected <laughs> and a head low. And then in the mail came a check which said rejection fee. And that rejection fee was a lot more than I was earning as a waiter. I'm like, if You're I like, can be rejected yeah. three times a month, <laughs> I'm nice. That's rent. <laughs> what that did you What story. did you do with your first check that wasn't a rejection check from Voices? I think I bought a phone. Oh, no, nice. Like, yeah, I think. I can't remember. Hmm. But yeah, I think that, I bought a phone. That's money. Mm. Smart. Sure. What did you do with I don't remember check? what I did with that. that you <laughs> it's gone now. I'll tell you that much for free. It's gone now. Um, listen, I want to. I want to. I want to talk a little bit about your blueprint for life. Do you? Do you have one? Are you? Just... Angie Martinez. No. Really? No. Why did that name pop up in your mind? Because she recently just did a blueprint with Complex. What do you mean a blueprint? Like of you know, life? Complex magazine. Mm. Well, the complex complex magazine. Yeah. The company because yeah, it's not magazine anymore. They do a series called The Blueprint. Okay. And they basically talk to whoever's made it in life mm-hmm. about how they made it, how they started their second wind in their careers, that ah, sort of things thing. like that. So they okay. Well, I'm talking. What I'm talking about is a bit different in the sense that do you have like a standard, a go-to goal, someone that you see as like. This is where I'm trying to get to. This is who I'm trying to kind of emulate, walk in the shoes of. It's like a mentorship, but a little bit more personal. Personal as in I know the person? No, as in it's something that for you... It resonates. Yeah, this is who you see yourself in. My idol in life is Danielle Smith. Do you know Danielle? No. Do you know Danielle? No. I know your spirit animal. Will's sister. Is it? <laughs> no. See, Smith. like I don't even want to like tell people about this because then she's gonna be their idol and then no, no, no we're gonna be crowded. So Danielle Smith um, started her career by lying her ass off. So she would basically she wanted to write. So she's from Oakland and she wanted to write. And um, nobody was giving her a chance, obviously. And she also had like a a lot of university woes and she had to go back to school and whatever. Anyway, one of the first big stories that she did was she called up MC Hammer's people and was like, I work for Essence magazine. Can I interview this guy? And they were like, yeah, of course. Essence. You know what I mean? So um, she did the interview, like apparently it was really late to the hotel or whatever. She did it and they liked it, whatever. Um, and she then went on to be the editor of Vibe. Uh, she started as a music editor mm-hmm. and she became the actual editor of Vibe. And she's also been the editor of Billboard magazine. Wow. She works with um, ESPN's Undefeated right now. She okay. She's married to Elliot Wilson. Wow. But yeah, she's the, the real nigga. star. Really? In that, for me, she's the real star in that the relationship. Because she's in her 50s and she's still writing she doesn't want to be about hip hop so much anymore, but she's got a book coming out about uh, black R&B singers, like from Whitney and Aretha mm-hmm. and all of those people. So she's like everything. Cause all the music journalists that I looked up to are in their thirties and forties and not writing. So mm. 
That's so interesting. That you looked up to, they're not writing anymore. Yeah. Anymore, or but, but just... does does that say anything about you know choices you made or in what sense? Put it this way: like when when I started out, um, I'm always going back to my own stories. <laughs> <laughs> when but I your stories started are out, interesting. Tell us. Yeah, back in the, my the, day. Back in my <laughs> day, there were two people that I I, I kind of uh, used to look at. One of them was um, Errol Hickey, who. Uh, passed away this year, but he owned the radio station where I worked, and he was like a media institution for since I was a kid in in Zambia. And um, then there was a newsreader um, whose name I shouldn't mention because of the kind of example I'm giving, but he had been an institution in terms of news reading like his entire life. And if if I looked at the two, one of them was like getting wealthier by the year, becoming more influential and stuff. The other guy was a newsreader. You know, what I mean, like, <laughs> up until. Up until like this year, he's still, you know. So it was like, which example do you do you kind of um, want to follow? Which one resonates with? And for me, it was uh, you know er- Errol Hickey, and that's kind of you know. So I've forgotten what question I asked so you. you yeah, the that's, money. that's my story. You were following the money. I was following. I didn't want to be categorized as um, you know as as one thing. You know, so so like even even though now people look at me and say Chilu is a voice artist, under under that there's a lot of other things that are happening. You mm-hmm. know. And so I'm I'm cool with the choices that I made because I can see that it it every year the more layers unfold. So when you talk about the fact that a lot of the guys that um, you used to uh, look up to in the 30s quit doing what they were doing, you know, it's, it's one of those where I'm wondering because you've got a passion for it, which is tangible. We can feel it, you know, here. Yeah. And and will that passion, that fire, carry you to where? Um, what's what's your name? Daniel Smith. With a Y. Yeah. <laughs> Where Daniel Smith is in, in the 50s, you're still writing books about your journey and stuff. Or, um, you know, do you, do you kind of have a fear that it could fizzle out when you get to your, you know, I want to say mid-30s, but I don't even know. Yeah, she's nowhere near that. She's far from mid-30s. Uh, yeah, okay. So mid-30s. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the magic number. Um, yeah, how are you feeling about the question? Does it make sense? I think I understand what you're saying. And I hesitate to answer because... You can't say you're upset about people no longer writing mm. when eventually you're no, not going to write anymore. You know, um, Dream Hampton, she, when I used to follow her on Twitter, she'd always tweet um, that she, she doesn't like writing. She likes to have written. Makes sense? That? She doesn't like writing. Okay. She likes to have written. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So I think I'm the same. Like yeah. I don't, I don't enjoy. Don't enjoy the process, but you enjoy it in the, yeah. the review. Yeah, I like yeah. being like, yeah, I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I said that. Ooh. That's interesting. <laughs> it's deep, yeah. Um, let's move. Are you spiritual? Spiritual? Mm, are you a spiritual person? Like not religious. Is that how you understand the question? <laughs> if that's how you understand the question, you want to take it there? Are you not religious? Um, I I think I am a work in progress spiritually. Okay. So you're on the journey. Yes. Okay. And how's this journey going for you? I don't know how to answer that. It's a work in progress. So it's going. Every day I'm learning. Okay, fair enough. I feel like one of the things that um, people don't realize when they create content, whether it's music or whether you write about music or whether you, you know, in any other content creation, is just how deeply spiritual the process is. Mm. You know, um, Sure, there's the technical aspect and then there's the mental aspect of it. You know, 
you can think things through the intellectual aspect, but then there's the spiritual aspect of what you're doing. You know, okay. when for me, when I used to read Source magazine back in the day, right? The yeah, Source like and they gave, yeah, and they gave, <laughs> <laughs> no, and they gave like an album of five mic review, like Illmatic. Sure, I was reading the words off the page and I was reading what the reviewer was saying, but I was feeling the importance of this album, mm. not only in the landscape of music. But just in my own personal life, as a guy who went on to create hip hop music, mm. you know, and I feel like for what you do to not, you know, to not bring in the spiritual aspect of what you do would be a disservice. It's deep what you do in terms of how it resonates with people. Yeah, you don't feel that way when you write. You don't feel that way when you create. No. <laughs> Job and that's it. You get paid. You go. No, home. no, no, no. So, with with the whole idea of having written. It's not like being a musician where you go into a trance and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm just writing. And then afterwards I'm like, that's dope. So I don't think that that's me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting there like, I mean, everyone's got to, all writers have writer's egos, I think, you know, mm -hmm. where you're like, yeah, I did that. But it's not really me. Can't speak for other people. Yeah. I don't think that that's me. That's definitely a higher something. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's my job to to figure out how it resonates with other people or if it touches them or whatever. Mm. Like, I'm writing what's coming out. You know what I mean? Do you even think of the audience that reads it? Yeah. Okay. Just as in, I hope they like it or I hope it convinces them of my viewpoint or at least rec let them recognize that I'm a dope writer at the very least. I never hope that they like it. Really? Yeah. I, I always hope that they walk away thinking they know a little bit more about an artist than they okay. did before. Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, just recently I read a... Rad. <laughs> I read... I read... Radical reading. <laughs> a article by Julianne... Uh, I always get her name incorrect. Mm -hmm. Julianne is. Escapedo Shepherd or something. Uh -huh. Johnita uh -huh. on Twitter. Johnita. Um, an article she wrote a long time ago for the Fader uh -huh. about um Ty Dollar Sign. I don't care about Ty Dollar Sign. Like uh -huh. misogyny is dinje you know. He's got nice eyes, but that's it. It's dope. Anyway, <laughs> you say nice, nice ass or nice eyes? Nice eyes. Oh, eyes. I mean, I know I said red, but I didn't hey. say yes. Gosh. Red, red eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she writes about um, how he keeps his uh, weed in a mason jar mm -hmm. and how his daughter comes to visit and like how he shoots these ads and he's not allowed to smoke in the ads so he drinks his lean and whatever. But by the end of the article, like she starts the, the piece off by saying two by two, um, these girls come into the condo. And like you can just see it. You're like, oh. So by the end of the article, I was like, I still don't like you. I'm still not going to go and get your album. But now I know kind Watch of your, a sense mm. of who you are. Yeah. And yeah. where you're coming from with making the kind of music that you're making. That's what I hope people get from it. I'm not, this is not PR. I'm not trying to make you like the artist. I'm not mm. trying to make you like me. Mm. But I hope you learn something more about South African musicians than just, oh, there's an album out. Mm. That's deep. Yeah, that's fair enough. You just want to give it to them and let them make up their minds.
mm. with as much information as they as they can get. Mm. Um, we're about to round up. Yeah. How do how would you define success for you personally? How do I define success? Mm-hmm. Not in general, for you. I think every day it kind of changes. And I think I'm I'm really lucky that I have someone I speak to every day and we like bounce things off each other. And I'm always like, ah, today I'm not feeling, <laughs> you know? So I think like we speak a lot about what we want for our personal development and what success is. So I think it changes a lot. But right now, today, uh-huh. success is being able to give South African music a voice and not be broke for it. That's dope. Yeah, well summarized. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. I feel like you're growing, man, right in Me? front of my face. Yeah, that's in front of my face. You just <laughs> first time I met you was like over 10 years ago, and yeah. you're like a little embryo, embryonic stages of life. Oh, wow. Now she's out here like oh, <laughs> spinning truth, dropping wisdom. Gems. Do you feel like this moment in your life is teaching you something? Is showing you something specific? And if you if it is, if you feel like it is, what is that? I think the the most basic but like biggest lesson in my life at the moment, and it's like a recurring lesson, is stuff that we've spoken about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that vibration thing, man. Like if you're not radiating it, mm-hmm. or rather whatever you're radiating is mm-hmm. what you're going to get back. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, I saw something that Alicia Keys posted this morning that... Um, life is not life is not doing something to you it's reacting to you I forgot what the first part is but mm. basically it's reacting to mm. so life is not happening to you yeah you are literally happening to life yeah watching its response and I feel like there were too many years where I wasn't in control and I was in the passenger seat or most likely in the back seat all mm. the time and the thing that I'm learning right now is if it works, it's on me. If it doesn't work, it's on, it's me. on me. Beautiful. Are you going to write a book? No. Okay. I used to want to write a book. Now I'm like... <laughs> you know, all the writer <laughs> friends in your life don't want to write, write a book. Bro. They don't want to write. They don't is it because of the process? I don't or get is it. it like, is, is it that whole thing of, uh, you know, you want, you want it written, but... The writing is is what's going to be in the way, or is it just? No, um, I actually wrote a book with oh. a close friend of mine. Finished that book. It's a short book, but where is it? I want to read it. <laughs> you wrote it. Where is it? And I finished another book, but I just don't have the desire to right now. Maybe like in ten years, I'm gonna yeah. be like, yeah, let me get down to that yeah. book. But so there, yeah. there, there's time. Fair enough. You want to give me the drum roll for the rapid fire, which is awesome. Whatever pops like into your mind. Rapid, 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 rapid fire. This is how we shut it down. We should here. have an intro for the rapid fire. Yeah, we should have like a bumper rapid and everything. Fire. <laughs> Africans unlocked rapid fire <laughs> questions. <Wow. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you just tell me what you think. Uh, when I shoot a question at you, you, there's options. Sometimes there's thoughts. Whatever comes to your mind, you let me know. This is scary. It's not that deep. Okay. All right, Let's so do it. First one. I'll. Uh, can I take this one? Yeah, yeah, take it. Tandis Omazwai or Tiwa Savage? What about them? 
Would you prefer what comes into your mind? That's what's not your even option? like a real question. It's not a preference. In what's your preference? It's rapid to? fire. It's rapid Just fire. Whatever comes to mind. Tandi Swamazwai, OT, you're savage. But what comes to mind is that's not a real question. Ah, it is. It's what comes to your mind. Okay, how about this? Mm. Green. What about it? Exactly. Ah, that's not the like, way this works. You don't decide the rules when you come here. We tell you the rules and you play by them. Here's, the, here's how it works. We say some things to you, whatever comes to your mind. If what comes to your mind is what's the question, then we move on to the next thing. Okay. Whatever Ask comes to again. your mind. So, so let's try the, yeah. the Tandy Swamazwai. Right. Uh, no, let, let's, 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 let's you drop, drop that, that one. one. Gone. Okay, let's cool. do another random one. <laughs> testing grounds. Testing grounds. Um, tippy toes. Elias. Very good. Well done. See, now we're doing some. All right, now we move on. Sound, sound or touch? Touch. Do you HD. Wanna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw Listen you going to there. Listen the future. Enough said. Enough said. Enough Mondays said. and Tuesdays, 8 p.m. <laughs> they better cut you a check. <laughs> well, they kind of do. Out so here promo. No, but for the promo, not for what you do. What you do, they cut you. I'm talking about this promo extra stuff. <laughs> Inspirational. And I'm on talent. Sundays as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check her out. Touch HD. We'll scroll, <laughs> scroll these things down. Uh, inspirational talent. Inspiration, inspiration or, or talent. 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 Because, like, what is the point of being inspired and then you can't do anything? Mm. Okay, it's not about me. So, no, <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell I me. I just, no. Beauty tell or, me! Okay, since you insist. <laughs> I think you don't need to be talented to be inspired. And inspired people tap into reserves within themselves that talented people can't tap into without inspiration. So, you asked them. Here it is. Okay. Beauty mm -hmm. or grace? Mugabe. <laughs> Bro, this is not about you either. Chilu. You just answered it. Right, she insisted okay. I answer. Who insisted you answer? <laughs> no one insisted you answer, bro. I'll step back. Step back. Beauty or grace? Mugabe. Sorry. I just... <laughs> My bad. Beauty or grace? Did she ever get charged for that? Come on. Like that battery? Or we just going to... Yeah. By the time the episode goes to air, maybe she would have... You know. Yeah. I mean that but girl. Or grace, though. That girl was beautiful before. Before grace. grace. So you're gonna go with beauty. Mm. <laughs> so what are your thoughts? Those are your thoughts? That girl was beautiful before Grace? Because that's that so clever kind of though. That is clever. <laughs> yeah, that, that's my that's my answer. <laughs> Alright, last one, then we wrap it up. Radio or TV? Radio. Yeah. Is like, that your final answer? You know, when I went to go interview the legendary Brenda Sisani, uh, she was telling me how proud of, of me she is and whatever. You know, I'm doing good on radio. And then she was like, so are you ready for TV? I'm like, what do you mean? Just like started over here. And she was like, because that's the natural progression. That's how it happens. First you get the radio show. In a year, you're on TV. That's what happens. And... For me, if TV happens, great. I hope the check is nice. But radio, man. Radio. Okay. Mm. Yeah, radio. I agree. All right, Helen, thanks so much for coming through. Thank really you guys that wasn't for so inviting bad. me. Right? It was that was dope. Pretty dope. No, I feel like 
we're going to need to edit quite a few things. Yeah. Yes, I guarantee you that we will not edit a thing out of this thing. Tell you right now. Push toots. That's how we roll here. Tell you right now. It's all going out on the internet forever and ever and ever. Amen. So I really appreciate why you. Why is there like no woman on this? There is one, you. No, uh, like I mean, in your. Give us one good. Give us one good reason why we need to have that. You don't need to do anything. Okay. Well, why would you, why would I'm you suggest just that? Wondering. One good reason. Why, like, you don't have a woman? We're open That's to what, it. Yeah. We we open to another guy coming through. Even we we don't have but those kind of guys. We, we, enough no guys. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I look forward to seeing how this show grows. Yeah, not nah, us too. It's in like ten years, ten years time is up. We're saying this show was an embryo <laughs> <laughs> in its embryonic stage. Well, I hope in ten years we have at least cubs or like yeah. something. Yeah, with a little bit of sippy something, you know, just to get the yeah, guests some lean, <laughs> some no. lean, some lean. No, Jesus. You are thanks. not trying to do drink champs. No, no, not, not drink champs. Not out here. Yo, thank you so much for coming through. Uh, good luck with all the other stuff you're doing. Thank you. And honestly, I'm mad proud of what you're doing up until this point. And it's thank beautiful you. to watch, you know. So onwards and upwards. Cool. Thanks, guys. Viva. Thanks, Chilu. Thank you. <laughs> Last letter. <laughs> <laughs>